Well, it's good to see you tonight. We're going to get started. I'm going to open in a word of prayer here in just a minute. Um, Tonight is intentionally a very reflective service. I, I don't want us to feel somber and solemn in one sense, but it is a solemn and somber day to remember what our Savior did for us on the cross. Um, we, we kind of try to build that atmosphere somewhat into our service. Um, Good Friday is a night to remember what our Savior did when he died on the cross for each of our sins and um, the tremendous sacrifice that he paid for my sin, for your sin, the gravity of that, the weight of that. We want it to sink into our hearts as believers. We come back on Sunday morning, it's a different atmosphere, it's a day of triumph, day to remember the resurrection. Tonight, of course, we want to think about our Lord's death. As we do so, I'm going to draw our attention in just a second to a couple of verses in First Peter. Before we do that, though, let's just look to our Lord in a word of prayer, give tonight to Him. Lord, we thank You for this evening, a day to remember Lord, on the night in which you were betrayed, you took the bread, you took the cup. After breaking the bread and passing the cup, you said to your followers, do this and remember me. And so, Lord, tonight we will do, in remembrance of your sacrifice, we will partake together. Uh, Lord, we will sing. We sing praises to your name. We will look in Scripture We will hear scripture read from many tonight, and as we do that, I pray that you would help our hearts to enter into the message of your word, and that, Lord, we as your children who know you, that our hearts would be filled with worship. If someone is here tonight that doesn't know you, that, Holy Spirit, you would touch their heart to understand Lord Jesus, why you died wasn't some cosmic accident. It was the fulfillment of your plan that we might be forgiven. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. April the 15th. uh, We know it is tax day. Anybody else, by way of trivia, know what happened on April the 15th, about 200 years ago. No, not 200 years ago. More than 100. Not the Titanic. Our president, Abraham Lincoln, was assassinated at Ford Theater by a man named John Wilkes Booth. It was on April the 15th. Tremendous tragedy, wasn't it? culmination of terrible war to eradicate a horrible evil in our country with slavery. And a man who led our nation through that time celebrating boom. It's interesting that happened what? 1865 it's interesting, we as Americans don't go around with a replica of the gun that John Wilkes Booth used and wear it on necklaces around our neck to remember what it was that was used to kill him. But think about this. The most recognized icon in the history of the world is a cross, is a crucifix. There are very few places you can go on the planet where if you're wearing it, someone won't know what it is. And yet it is a symbol of execution. Gruesome execution. Kind of interesting. 
Why do we do that? Why do we celebrate the cross? In 1 Peter, at the end of 1 Peter, chapter 2, I just want to read a couple of verses to you. And we're going to be in 1 Peter, chapter 1, on Sunday morning. But in chapter 2, it says this in verse 20. For what credit is it if when you sin, you get a beating for it, and then you endure? What credit is that? But if when you do good and you suffer for it, and you endure, then this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ suffered in your place. The just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. And he left us an example to follow in his footsteps. When he was reviled, he didn't revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten. But he continued entrusting himself to the one who judges justly. And then it says this. This tells us why the cross. For he himself bore our sin in his body on the tree. So we might die to sin and live to righteousness. And by his wounds, you've been healed. And then he alludes to Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6. For you were all like sheep. We were all like sheep that were going astray. But we have now returned to the shepherd of our souls. My friend, in a very real way, When Jesus died, he was not dying for any wrong that he had done. He died for the wrong that I did, that I will yet do, and for yours. That is why we remember the cross. Matt, would you come and lead us in a couple of songs? And then we're going to have a little program tonight that Colleen Rose has put together. Uh, with some scripture readings, and then we're going to celebrate the Lord's table, and I'll explain how we'll do that, and uh, we'll sing again, and then that'll be the evening. Night to worship, a night to reflect. I'm glad you're here. Would you stand as we sing together? Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way. From the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way. From the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on. You came from heaven to earth to show the way, from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, 
Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name on
pieces of silver to him. From then on, Judas began looking for a good opportunity to betray Jesus. Luke 22, 39 through 42. As was his custom, Jesus withdrew to the Mount of Olives with his disciples. When he arrived at the Garden of Gethsemane, he withdrew from them, knelt down to pray, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Luke 22, verses 43 through 44. Now an angel has appeared to him, strengthening him. And being in agony, he was praying very fervently. And his sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. Mark 14, 43 through 46. Judas, who was betraying Jesus, came up accompanied by a crowd with swords and clubs. And as he had previously arranged as a signal, said, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Upon doing so, they then laid hands on him and seized him. Matthew 27, 1-2 through two. All the chief priests and elders of the people conferred together against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him to Pilate the governor. Mark fifteen fourteen through 15 After questioning Jesus... Pilate asked the crowd, What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him, crucify him. Wishing to satisfy the crowd, and after having Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. Matthew 27, 27-31 The Roman soldiers stripped Jesus and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. They knelt down before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him and took the reed and began to beat him on the head. After they had mocked him, they took the scarlet robe off him and put his own garments on him and led him away to be crucified. Luke 23, 26, and 33-34 when they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, and placed him on the cross to carry behind Jesus. And when they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him. And Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. John 19:25 and Mark 15:33 and 34. It was the third hour when they crucified him. When the sixth hour came, darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour. At the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Matthew twenty-seven fifty-four. Now the centurion and those who were with him keeping guard over Jesus, when they saw the earthquake and the things that were happening, became very frightened and said, Truly, this is the Son of God. Luke, <clears throat> Luke 23, 46. Then Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. John nineteen thirty. It is finished.
because tonight is a time of reflection, I'm going to ask you to stay seated as we sing together. About probably two years before Jesus hung on a cross, he talked to his followers and he said to them, Whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. That had to be mysterious to them because up to that point, he hadn't even yet told them really that he was going to die on a cross. That comes a little bit later in his ministry when he says to them on three occasions, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. The chief priests are going to deliver me up. I'm going to be crucified, but I will rise again. But early on, very early on in his ministry, Jesus is framing his ministry and his expectations for his followers in relationship to a Roman cross, a means of execution, and as we know, a brutal means of execution. This was ultimately the 
ultimate cruel and unusual punishment. Um, it was intended to extract from the person on the cross ultimate maximum suffering. It was not intended to end it quickly. Um, it was meant to be brutal. And so those words, I think, still resonate to us Christ followers today. That Jesus says to us, take up the cross. If you're like me, I just assume not. Right? And assume not. But he says, take up the cross. That his expectation for us as Christ followers is not an easy path to glory. It is a life of sacrifice, suffering, many times rejection, misunderstanding, but in his name, a cross. There's a song, uh, man, I'm glad Andrew didn't do that. I was worrying the whole time that somebody would biff it off that platform. They did a great job. That was a blessing. Words of a song that I really like reminds me of what the Apostle Paul says in Galatians 6 to us, but God forbid that I would glory in anything except the cross. Embrace the cross where Jesus suffered. Though it will cost all you claim is yours, Your sacrifice will seem small beside the treasure. Eternity can't measure what Jesus holds in store. Embrace the love the cross requires. Cling to the one whose heart knew every pain. Receive from Jesus fountains of compassion. Only He can fashion your heart to move as His. O wondrous cross, our desires rest in you. Lord Jesus, make us bolder. To face with courage the shame and disgrace you bore upon your shoulder. Embrace the life that comes from dying. Come trace the steps the Savior walked for you. An empty tomb concludes Golgotha's sorrow. Endure then till tomorrow your cross of suffering. Embrace the cross. Embrace the cross. The cross of Jesus. As we come to the table tonight, I I want this obviously to be a time of reflection and remembrance for us. As our Savior said, to remember and I want to do something I did last year. It was the first time I'd ever done it. A friend of mine who's in ministry does this routinely at this time of year. Told me what a blessing it was to him in pastoral ministry and to his people. We did it last year, and I want to redo it. Don't know that we'll do it every year, but I want to do it again this year. And that is, as you come to the table, to... Put the sign of the cross on your forehead with ashes. Now, that is an ancient rite in the church, universal, but it's not commanded in Scripture. And it's very important that you know that. Jesus commanded this, that we remember His torn body, His shed blood. He does not command we do the ashes, although many Christians have done it, for centuries. I found it beneficial. Ashes are a reminder to us of mourning. That's why they used dust and ashes at times of mourning. They would put sackcloth on and, and throw dust and ashes on themselves. And, and then also ashes are a reminder to us of the little phrase, you know, dust you are, dust you are, 
and to dust you shall return, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And what I want us to reflect on tonight is we will reflect on the reality on Sunday morning that the death could not, death could not hold Jesus. But death is real, and it is a foe. There was a general in the Israeli army who orchestrated Israel's tremendous victory, six-day war in 1967. His name was Moshe Dayan. Had the patch on his eye, you probably recall. After one of the huge battles that took place in the Sinai Peninsula, where the Israeli army annihilated the Arabs. He walked the battlefield. And as he walked the battlefield, he saw thousands of dead men. And he wrote in his diary later that it caused him to reflect and to realize, he said, that every one of us is destined for a hole in the ground a little bit wider than our hips. Every one of us. Absent from the body, present with the Lord, but our body will go into the ground. And as we think together tonight, what I want us to remember as you come and as we meet here at the ashes, and I put the sign of the cross on you, is I want to look you in the eye and say your name to you and say, dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And I want you to reflect that the only hope that we have to escape the clutches of death is that the blood of Christ. It's his blood. So, if you're uncomfortable with doing that with me, I get it. I understand that. That is not commanded in Scripture. You can simply come and take you know, the element and return to your seat. If you want to meet me here, we'll form a line as you come, do the sign of the cross, and then you can take your cup and return to your seat. Piano will be played. This will take us a few minutes again. So as you return to your seat, you know, worship the Lord as you listen to the music, as you reflect, praying, thanking the Lord for what He has done to give you salvation. And then when we're done here at the table, Matt's going to come back, lead us in a couple of songs, and we will close in prayer. And that will be our evening together. Um, but let's reflect together. Our life is fleeting. Scripture says, our life is but a vapor. Appears for a brief time. No do-overs. It is appointed unto men once to die. After that, the judgment. Are you ready for that? You ready for that great day? Listen, would you play? And, um, and let's just, you know, take the time and work together at doing this. You work towards me and, and uh, we'll... We'll celebrate the Lord's table. On the very night that Jesus was betrayed, it says in John 13, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the very end. Supper being ended, he took and he laid aside his garment. He girded himself with a towel and he went to each of his disciples and he washed their feet. And he said, as I have done to you, you do to one another.
And then in the Passover meal, it was a Passover meal. It wasn't like what we're doing tonight with a little piece of bread and a little cup. It was a meal. And in that meal, he took the loaf that was there for them and he tore it. And he said, this is my body. Do this and remember me. And so, let us eat and let us remember. At the close of the meal, he also took the cup. It says, after supper, he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it and remember me. So let's remember him as we drink. For as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you preach my death until I come. Matt, would you come and close us with some worship and song? And then look forward to seeing you Sunday morning as we gather in breakfast and then in worship. And we rejoice in the triumph of the resurrection. As we close together, would you stand for the last two songs in our closing prayer? What language shall I?
Father, it is beyond our comprehension that you would love us enough to send your only son, your son whom you loved more than anything else, and would allow him to come and to die on a Roman cross because you love us, because you want to be with us. Lord, we don't understand that. We can't comprehend the amount of love that you must have. And Lord, I think of all the times where we wonder if you really love us because of the circumstances that we are facing. Because we're having a bad day and we we wonder, are you there? Do you really love us? And yet, Lord, tonight we come together and we see how much you love us. We reflect We remember. We sing. How could we possibly sing thinking about what you have done in dying on the cross for us? Who wants to sing? And yet, Lord, the only way we can sing is because of the freedom that we have, knowing that we are no longer, no longer in our sin. Lord, the the only way we can contemplate and live and not experience the 
the hurt and the pain and the frustration is because we know Sunday is coming. And the next time we gather together, Lord, it will not be in, in a somber mood. It will be in great rejoicing. Because this is not the end of the story. This is not the end of our story. Lord, you have laid it out before the foundations of the earth that we would be with you for all eternity. Those who have accepted you as their Lord and Savior, those who, who, who clinch to nothing else but the cross. And so, Lord, we remember the cross because it's our only hope. It's all we have. And we sing because we know that tonight is not the end of the story. Lord, we thank you for the salvation. We thank you for the love that we do not understand. And we thank you for the free gift that you offer. And we accept it with open arms. We thank you. We thank you for the night, for the time of reflection. Tonight is not the end. Sunday is coming. And in that, we celebrate. And in that, we say in Jesus' name, amen. You are dismissed. <laughs>